In a world where our best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Christmas, a very Gus and Rig shitmas, if you will. <laughs> I yes. am Gus, you are Rig. Yes. We are in a new setting, quite an echoey setting, a dining setting. We are. It is the very Gus and Rig shitmas feast. <laughs> and by I, that I'm... Man, I... Just to set the scene for some people, I made a ham today <laughs> and... I said I would be here at 3pm and I arrived here promptly at 6pm. <laughs> Our Christmas lunch quickly became Christmas dinner and by dinner I mean we are recording this and it is midnight. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a lot of wine and a lot of beer. <laughs> you are the least punctual person I've ever met and that comes from someone who is never on time to shit. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, th- th- this ham that I did make just, just as a side, I feel like it's very much an eyes bigger than your stomach type scenario, especially when it comes to Christmas. Which you should have tattooed down your arm, by the way. <laughs> like the CEO. Yeah, <laughs> just like Memento. Yeah. Just tattooed down your arm. Your <laughs> eyes are bigger than your stomach. <laughs> from, from future rig from future to present rig. rig. From frig. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've made this ham and I, I literally, I was in Woolies earlier today. And I picked up a ham and I was like, mm, I can grab this completely with one hand. That's not going to do. <laughs> <You've> so I <laughs> upgraded. I paid $30 for this ham. Your, your general outlook on ham is if you can one palm it and snap it across your body, <laughs> it's too small. It's too small. I was like, okay. So where we've ended up is... You, me, and Crackle eating less than half of the ham that I bought. I'm looking at this and it is nowhere near massacred. It's not at all. (laughs) That ham still has a pulse. I'm watching it crawl out the front door. (laughs) It's going to its own Christmas. (laughs) Its family are like, oh, Dad, didn't know that you'd be back. (laughs) How is half of your ass missing? Anyway, so welcome to Shit Show. It is your weekly fix of when things go horribly and hilariously wrong, both in the past and in the present, or the very recent past, because it's a podcast. We also know that none of that rings true for this particular show. (laughs) Correct. Because... (laughs) Let's take another run at it. (laughs) Okay. Pick up your sleigh, (laughs) go to the back and start again. Here we go. Hi and welcome to Shit Show, a very sporadic, off-the-cuff riff episode of Christmassy Shit. (laughs) A very (laughs) Gus and Rig shitmas. Yes. So this is the last episode of season two. If you're just tuning in, fuck off. Go back to the start. (laughs) Come back when you're educated (laughs) because this is not the right place for you. You need to get all of the other titbits under your... (laughs) Titbits? Titbits! (laughs) All the other bits of tit that are littering the uh, the past path that and, led you to this podcast. And if you think that you're listening to this for the first time and you hear me make a callback that makes absolutely no sense, you know why? Because it was made about an episode that we produced last year. <laughs> so you go back to the start and you listen from the start. 
Oh God! But if you want to be one of the cool kids, <laughs> it is it is amazing to be here. It's uh, fantastic to be at the at uh, the end of season two. Not just because uh, we can finally possibly ditch one star reservoir, hundred percent doing it, uh, but fifty percent. Yep. <laughs> but also, we don't even feature that this episode. We no. just we just put up a white flag at episode twenty nine and went too hard. Way too hard. Absolutely. It's not a too hard basket. It is a too hard Olympic-sized swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cavern. Absolutely, which a Brazilian janitor has not put enough chlorine in (laughs) and it has gone green. So so that's a huge throwback. That's a a 2016 throwback. throwback. (laughs) Like we said, okay... (laughs) Don't go back to Shit Show Season 1. Go back to Medallica Rio 2016. (laughs) Start from there. Four years of material. Absolutely. And when you send us an email saying, this sounds like it was recorded on a potato, our response will be, it was. Any other questions? (laughs) (laughs) So... This is how this episode's going to run. We've got a couple of train wrecks first up, and then it is Riff City. (laughs) We are going into... Which is the name (laughs) of my cousin... (laughs) <laughs> we are going Riff City. <laughs> incredible guitarist. <laughs> we we are going into all things Christmas. We're going through the entire spectrum. Uh, yep. You work Christmas parties. Your yep. your family Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Christmas music. Yeah. Uh, Christmas stories. Christmas presents. It's going to be an absolute journey. This is going to be our own Christmas special. You can throw away Star Wars Ewok Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you now have a very Gus and Rig shitmas. Absolutely. And so if you are currently driving to your Christmas, uh, then Merry Christmas to you from us. Uh, if also, you... stay safe. Double Ds on the road. Yeah, big time. Demerits, not tits. <laughs> Tit bits. There are bits of tit <laughs> lying all over the major highways of Australia. <laughs> if you are from overseas, not uh, the, the great land of Australia, and you're wondering what uh, Double Ds are, both demerits and also Gold Coast-sized boobs. <laughs> Circle tits, yeah. We, uh, we implore you to jump onto the internet. However... <laughs> We'll jump straight into it with a little segment that we like to call Trainwreck Trophy, Play the Sting. You are taking care of business. I dropped on just rig. like that song. <laughs> I dropped on rig that we were doing this about eight seconds before exactly. we recorded. So you, <laughs> you take the lead. I'll get on that strappy red dress. <laughs> Let's tango. Alrighty. The first train wreck is as follows. The headline: Police colon man arrested for choking driver who wouldn't stop singing Christmas carols. <laughs> A man is behind bars at the Allegheny County Jail after accusations that he choked another man for singing Christmas songs. (laughs) It was around (laughs) 9am Monday. State trooper was waved down, told about a possible medical emergency on a highway (laughs) heading south. (laughs) When he got to the scene, investigators, so the trooper spotted a Chrysler town and country minivan parked on the shoulder and two men on the other side of the guide rail. According to the criminal complaint, the victim told the trooper he was driving the minivan with his passenger, 25-year-old Clayton Lucas. The victim told the trooper Lucas reached around his seat while he was driving and began choking him. 
<laughs> when Clayton, by the way, is such a hick name, <laughs> isn't it? If if I had to put my money on whether Clayton <laughs> would strangle someone for seeing Christmas Carol <laughs> or gut a squirrel and wear it as a hat, <laughs> it's even money either way. It goes back to old mate, for <laughs> old mate Taco Brat, <laughs> born with a neck tat. Clayton was just loves it. When the state trooper tried to handcuff Lucas, he said Lucas wouldn't listen and after several verbal commands, he ended up having to sweep Lucas's legs out from under him to gain (laughs) control of the situation. When a cop goes ninja, (laughs) you know that you've done bad. That dude, and he probably wasn't even good, he just watched UFC on the way there and was just (laughs) like, sick, going to throw out this one. (laughs) I like to think that Clayton was not playing with a full deck, so probably didn't see the sweep coming. Uh, The victim told the trooper he was singing Christmas songs, so the victim said Lucas tried to choke him to make him stop singing. In the complaint, the victim went on to tell the trooper on scene that Lucas restricted the air and blood from around his neck to the point that he passed out. (laughs) The trooper noticed the victim's neck was red, his eyes were bloodshot. Clayton Lucas is in the Allegheny County Jail and faces multiple charges. So let's just unpack this for a second. Firstly, it doesn't say that it was an Uber at all. I think these blokes know each other. <laughs> yes. Well, I was waiting. I was I was trying to figure out what the connection was. I was just like, is it a friend giving him a lift? It, like, what is it? But next, there's only two people in the car. There's a driver and then there is a passenger sitting directly behind the driver. They are not mates. No but- one in the history of friendship sits in the back behind the driver. That's Uh, the don't talk to me seat. It is. And it's just, I always do, uh, you know, especially when I get into an Uber, I do the one where, like, how can you be as diametrically opposed to the driver as possible? You sit behind the passenger seat in an empty car. (laughs) (laughs) That is the take me to my destination seat. (laughs) Completely. That That is not a... Hey, best friend, just pop into this position of the car for one second. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know what the songs he was singing was or if he was uh, as vocally gifted as my wife because I... it's, it's important to know <laughs> because I need to know on a scale from Crackle to Mariah Carey <laughs> where the driver was. So that I think that's what the jury should be posed with <laughs> is a couple of different samples of singing. And then you find out exactly where on the scale Crackle looks pissed. (laughs) (laughs) She is not happy. She is livid. We are actually, I don't think people know, we are recording, uh, even though I said, and I wonder whether people think that we're lying or not, we are literally recording at the dining table over a wine and Crackle is in the next room (laughs) shooting absolute daggers at you. She's shaking her head. Uh, the th- <laughs> flipping the bird now. <laughs> she's she's upgraded it from simmer to full blown white hot fury. That is a rolling boil in any in any culinary parlance. Well, crackle, you know how to fix this. You can come in here, sing a song, and set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> you good? She is not coming to the mic. Uh, awesome. All right. The great thing is she'll never listen to this because no. <laughs> she hates you. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen to that cackle. <laughs> All over it. Oh, the crackle cackle. <laughs> yeah. Crackle will sing a song. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Crackle, come in here. This... I, my request would be Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Okay. 
So, uh, just a, a full disclaimer. If you're driving right now, pull over. <laughs> Secure everyone in your car because no one is safe, not even a stationary vehicle. <laughs> All right. Crackle, uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> no response, just I'm ready. Okay, we're, we're just going to... Do you want to sing this a cappella? Um, yeah. Okay. From Ladies a- and gentlemen, please give it up All for right. Crackle. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth. Um, you're slowing me down. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do. Is that the part where Simon Cowell went, bah! <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought... I, Crackle, I, I, that, was, that was actually very that good. That was actually quite good. I it's was actually, surprised. That was, that was the best that you've ever sung, and you saved it for the podcast when you needed it the most. <laughs> to everybody well, out we, there. Well, we, we have now <laughs> given Crackle a reason to listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Completely. You wait till I throw her voice through a modulator. <laughs> Starts riffing like Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, auto-tune. It'll fix legit oh my everything. God. I didn't know there was a whistle note in Hark the Herald Angels Sing. <laughs> it's just that the whole way. Alrighty, so now that we've uh, dead set cleared the decks with that one, um, we are moving on to the second Trainwreck Trophy, which is as follows. We are not editing out that silence either. <laughs> I told Gus at the top of this show, I'm like, we are not editing anything. This is going to be a deluxe thing for anyone. Zero editing, zero regrets. No regrets. I have it tattooed around my neck. <laughs> and for anybody that's like, there wasn't any silence there. Yeah, I edited it. <laughs> Sucked in, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Headline is as follows. You moron. John Doe has the upper hand. No, that's not the headline. <laughs> that would be incredible if a newspaper went rogue and published that on the front page. Oh, I love that. All right. The headline is, British Columbia town accidentally invites everyone to take photos with Satan at their Christmas fair. <laughs> Hail Santa. <laughs> Imagine that going the other way. All these metal heads. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the advertisement which got significant attention after it was posted on Reddit accidentally highlighted photos with Satan instead of photos with Santa <laughs> as one of the many activities at Courtenay's Christmas Fair. Oh, love that. <laughs> People went nuts. <laughs> have, have a look at this. I'm just going to read uh, what the Christmas parade says. So you have 10am uh, to 2pm, gnarly Christmas craft fair. <laughs> Then, Sick. Then at would actually prefer to hang out with <laughs> Satan. Then at, then <laughs> the at actual Satan. Two thirty p.m. Captain Thunderpants, and then to cap it off, <laughs> who told them my sex name? <laughs> the, the main attraction, the man you all came to see at three thirty. Pictures with Satan. <laughs> That is actually going to be my fifth album and it's going to be an actual picture with me with Santa on the front. (laughs) Pictures with Satan. Absolutely. The newest release from Captain Thunderpants. (laughs) Pictures with Satan. 
Oh, all right. Um, and also the follow-up to that is that as a result, shitloads of people came as Satan to this thing. <laughs> they changed it, <laughs> fixed all the wording, did not matter. People, <laughs> people came from outside of town. All righty. And the last one is <laughs> walmart.ca pulls Christmas sweater featuring Santa with cocaine. Yes. <laughs> Walmart Canada is apologising after several adult-themed ugly Christmas sweaters, including one involving Santa and cocaine, were posted for sale <laughs> on its website. <laughs> so Walmart came out and uh, they denied all knowledge and said it was a third-party seller. Uh, it doesn't represent Walmart's values, etc. The best part of this is when uh, you have a look at the website of the company that released the sweater. So let me describe the sweater. It shows a bug-eyed Santa <laughs> and three monster lines <laughs> of, a, of a white substance that I, I'm going to assume is cocaine, along with the phrase, let it snow. And if there was any ambiguity, also, Santa's holding a straw. <laughs> Well, if there's any ambiguity about uh, whether it is or isn't an illicit substance, let me read you out the blurb from the company's website. We all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. (laughs) That's bad news for jolly old St. Nick, who lives far away in the North Pole. That's why Santa really likes to savour the moment when he gets his hands on some quality grade-A Colombian snow. (laughs) He packs it in perfect lines on his coffee table and then takes a big whiff to smell the high-quality aroma of the snow. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's mental just how deep they go into the, did you miss that it's cocaine? It's definitely cocaine. Santa is doing Shane Mumford-sized lines (laughs) off a table. (laughs) Oh. But also, (laughs) who's the bloke or the woman at uh, Walmart who is just deciding anyone can put anything up there? It's like, you got a product, great, get on our website. You had one job, Betsy. It was to find out where the suppliers are coming from. (laughs) It was to vet vet the snuff jumpers. She literally saw a picture of Satan and was just like, amazing. Sent it to print, (laughs) put it in all the stores. (laughs) So that is uh, the three train wrecks. For this very special episode of Shit Show. Do, do you want me to pick them or are they all winners because it's Christmas? I think we should get Crackle to pick the winner. Oh, I love that. Crackle, which did you prefer? Wonderful. Crackle didn't listen. <laughs> They're all losers. <laughs> 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 Moving right along. Play the sound. You suck. You suck! Dead set, she's next to us. <laughs> I'm looking at her right now. She's less than 10 feet away. I don't know how she... It, it's like when I was in high school, I couldn't listen to music and study, but she's more than happy to sit down and read a good book while two idiots talk <laughs> garbage about Satan and Coke. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, let's dive into the Christmas section. Yes. So, first things first. Yes. Go from the, We'll go chronologically Chronologically, forward. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the, the big things that we wanted to talk about yeah. is this time of year, most people are gainfully unemployed. To those who aren't, it's all good. Things will come good in 2020. However... 2020, get it together. Completely. It's ha- my new slogan for next year. <laughs> and you are employed. However, 
One of the big things at this time of year is Christmas parties. Absolutely. Everybody is absolutely burnt. Ready for a holiday. What better time to get everybody together in an alcohol-fueled setting? Oh, absolutely. And if not us, <laughs> like Australians, if, if not us, whom? If not now, when? <laughs> that is every person's reaction when they have to go to a Christmas party. It is just mental how hard people go. Yeah, big time. And and we sort of were looking at it from different perspectives because yep. I've run a small business for a decade and so uh, Christmas parties-wise, ones that I've directly been uh, been involved in, gen- generally pretty small. Like they're sort of 20, 30 people. Um, whereas, whereas I am a professional lackey who... <laughs> He <laughs> does not own a business, Mr. Fancy Pants. You are a squid. Yes. <laughs> you go to large parties I am run a- by the man, paid for <laughs> by the taxpayer. I'm an absolute scrub <laughs> who will allow myself to get paid a mediocre salary and then for some reason go to a Christmas party that costs $80,000 to produce. Anyway, enough of the blurb of your autobiography. <laughs> Work Christmas parties are something else, especially like, okay, I feel like I'm guiding you here. I am taking you into the nine circles of Christmas party of cor- hell. Of corporate Christmas hell. <laughs> Hit me. So, I mean, here's one just from, just from my background, which is that I used to work at an agency and we had this big party and it was, it was very cool, right? So, you, you went out there and it, they took over a whole venue in Sydney. Uh, we went in there and they were just like... Everyone just tries to do the best thing that they can do because what they don't want is people rocking up, you know, Friday morning or Monday morning or whatever the hell it is and being like, that was shit, right? Oh, so yeah. they always try to outdo themselves, getting the best entertainment, the best things, whatever, and they've got to start thinking outside the box. So we go this one year and there are like trapeze artists, there are like women dancing and looking like bags, like, act- no, not, not those <laughs> bags, Satan. <laughs> I'm- I mean, like, actual, like, luggage and, like, burlesque. And those chicks who do the thing where they come down... You know where there's just, like, the lines of silk? Yeah, yeah. Come down from, like, that shit. I don't know what it's called. But it it was all that. Aerial aerobics something. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah. And we were just like, "Mm mm-hmm, cool. And they invited everyone. They invited, like, suppliers. They invited clients. I asked, you know, they invited everyone. Fast forward two days later, we are in the paper. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, these guys don't know what fucking year it is. (laughs) What is this? And we're just like, (laughs) doll. It's crook. And it's, it's it's just a bizarre set of circumstances, right? You've just got people who... I, I feel like depending on the corporate setting, again, you don't know about any of this, but the character... I'm sure you have enough friends to know that there are weird stories and weird people that go to these things. Well, the funny thing that I was going to uh, to jut in to say that although I haven't worked in, uh, in a corporate hierarchy, I have been at, as a muso, some... Uh, like hundreds yes, of Christmas parties. Of course. Um, and one that jumps out is a Christmas party that we did for a Japanese company. The CEO insisted on, would have been 250 people, was tables of 10. CEO insisted on going around to every single table and doing a shot with them. That's 25 shots. Oh, 
What? So by about nine o'clock, it was speeches time. And speechless time gets up, grabs the mic straight off the stand, goes around the room yelling at individual people, praise and insults. People have no idea what is happening. And then after that, he comes up on stage and he's like, now I'm going to sing a song, does blame it on the boogie, but forgets all of the words and then kicks (laughs) the head of the drum kit off. So we had to send an invoice to the client afterwards because there was a foot-shaped hole <laughs> in the kick drum. <laughs> and we received absolutely... Did he, like, drop kick this fucking thing? <laughs> he turned around about halfway through the second verse when he realised that he didn't Dancing know Dancing like <laughs> Elaine Benners from Seinfeld. <laughs> the words his fucking foot in there. Starts Cossack dancing his way towards the kit. <laughs> Dead set puts his femur through it. <laughs> <laughs> and and when we sent them the uh, the email, well worded out, just to say, look, I'm not sure if um if uh, you remember, uh, but on the night the, there was an incident and some equipment damaged, we were paid immediately. <laughs> it wasn't oh. like, oh, we'll need to check into this. The response was, you have been paid. <laughs> <laughs> check your account now. Yep, that's it. But uh, I feel like so coming from a, a corporate hierarchy, like I've got to tell you, there are. Some characters out there, and here's just some of them, just, just to let you know. But also, some of it, like, surely people would recognize these people the Dark Horse, Good. aka Karen from Accounts, <laughs> <laughs> just gets way too lit, like, no one knew that she had it in her, oh. and just goes fucking off. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing to see someone who you've always known in purely a professional capacity and then you the the curtain gets lifted on who they are and it's like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and god help you if you get stuck in a conversation with them (laughs) it's like oh god and it's just like anyway my ex-husband insert fucked up conversation (laughs) and you're like oh come on (laughs) oh have you you've been to uh, christmas parties where they ban spouses and they're, and they're like, great, no, employees only. Uh, I, I feel, like, no, mo- no I feel like most parties are like that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> remember going to one from an agency that I was working for and they just canned um, partners and people were livid about it. Um, but then it's – and it's music. Like there are – it is both men and women. It's not like uh, it's a, a entirely male um, yeah. industry. Anyway, at about 8.30pm, uh, this chick dressed as quite clearly a fake cop <laughs> walks in. Oh, no. Cute, 20-minute, very awkward strip show. Oh, wow. <laughs> at the Christmas party before 9 o'clock. And everyone's like, is this why we weren't allowed to invite our wives? No one worked for that agency anymore. Yeah, that is brutal. Super orcs. Um, I, I do remember one with uh, from my brother actually. So he was um, we had a we had a dress up theme at uh, like a Christmas party ages ago. Come as what you want to be when you grow up. And so people go sort of uh, put dip a toe in. Some people yeah, put a, yeah, yeah. put a, a full up to the knee, uh, etc. A full up to the knee into the kick drum. Yeah, straight <laughs> straight away. They're they're femur deep. <laughs> Um, and uh, but in general, it's like people are like yeah, cool. Well, we hit it, hit a drink and hang out. Uh, my brother rocks up, 
<laughs> head to toe in green paint. He has come as Captain Planet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wearing, and this is in Alexandria. Oh. He has walked from Green Square train station oh wearing God. a pair of red Speedos. <laughs> his skin is completely green, his hair's blue, etc., and the rest of it. Uh, and he walks in, and it's like someone is wearing a top hat. Someone has a uh, like fake uh, pilot's uh, hat on, etc. <laughs> There's <laughs> someone in like an army jacket, I mean, and he's come <laughs> as full blown film <laughs> quality Captain Planet. <laughs> I. Your brother is a lot like the guys on Tinder. No shirt, and it would be the most offensive thing at Christmas to get him a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a, I mean, if, if you got it, flaunt it. The guy's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And somehow has no hair. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, fill in the blanks. Anyway, it's... Uh, uh, it's, uh, the other thing, it's that whole thing you were saying before about the stripper coming to the Christmas show smacks of one of the other characters you will commonly see at Christmas parties, which is the higher up who completely abuses his power to go back in time. Ah, good. Just a real weird Doc Brown level of time travel <laughs> where it's just like, <laughs> just like the old days where women knew their place and oh. chicks got naked in the workplace <laughs> and you're just like, oh, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> just goes out there and like says the worst things on a microphone. There's absolutely twenty five percent of the workforce still left like that. How, how's just, this? Just totally. And, and, which reminds me of so I was uh, was having a chat to to one of our fans who actually wrote in, and they asked for anonymity. So the way that I went about this was like, hey, look, if you don't want your name name attached to this, that's fine, but I will replace your name with bizarre names that I've seen on Tinder. <laughs> so this one is from Enchanted. <laughs> An actual name of a woman I saw on Tinder. <laughs> we had a Christmas party for work and at one stage, one of the high-up managers got up and rapped about the year that was. Rapped. <laughs> there were several uses of the N-word. I was standing next to an Indian guy and he was mortified and asked me, is this really happening? <laughs> I was kind of numb and just said, I think so, yeah. <laughs> what made it worse was that a bunch of our clients had gate-crashed our party. <laughs> so they were there to witness it in real time. The rapper, was mar the rapper was marched about six months later. They said he was moving on. But we all thought it was because of the Christmas party antics. Also, he had no excuse. This happened like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go on. Uh, I remember going to my dad's company Christmas party one year where his boss thought he was funny and took a bolt out of one of the trays they were using to bring food in. <laughs> they were wheeling the food fine <laughs> until they hit a little bump. 50 kilos of mashed potatoes went <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> then he slipped face first into them and knocked his tooth out. Oh, my God. Emergency dentists are hard to find at Christmas. <laughs> Holy shit. Just escalates at the very end. Oh, um, yeah, look, the, the other one that I think is at every single Christmas party is the all show no go guy so or or girl someone who talks a huge game oh, in the yeah. lead up 
and then goes really hard in the first hour and goes home in an Uber at about 8pm. <laughs> <laughs> How's the inverse of that guy or girl, the powder keg? <laughs> like the person who says nothing all year and then dead set explodes. <laughs> it comes a hashtag. And, t- <laughs> and tells colleagues what they really think about them. <laughs> I've seen that shit happen in real time. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go over. I'm going to say something. I'm like, you shouldn't. <laughs> This is no, 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 not I'm the right setting it. nor oh, time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very closely related to like the other person who thinks the Christmas party uh, with its alcohol and its frivolity is just the perfect time to tell that special no, someone no, you've no, been no, no. perving on the whole year and confess your feelings to them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's somehow, it always happens. If it's not like confess your feelings in a very like oh that's really sad slash way it's the worst way which is like (laughs) I am gonna go grind on this woman (laughs) who I know is married and just see what happens yeah look I don't (laughs) let's just get it real straight workplaces are not sexy (laughs) they they never have been they never will be Uh, turns out she was just being nice to you because that's her job (laughs) (laughs) I remember one of the uh, overhearing conversation at um, the WeWork uh, that our office is in, and it was this bloke <laughs> talking to another guy who was walking in front of me, and the the receptionists at um, at the front desk at WeWork are friendly because they greet yeah. people. Yeah, uh, yeah, They they work they're, for they're work, work for yeah, the company. Yeah. They're yep. they're uh, they're very amiable. Um, these guys are like, oh, wow. Every time I go past there, just will not stop hitting on me. <laughs> Just thinking, have you ever been in an office or met oh anyone God. ever? Reminds me of that amazing meme of like, you know, like female bartenders. Also, really nice. Also, just working a job. Also, <laughs> wanting more money. Yeah, correct. And there's that famous meme of like that anime guy who's like looking at this butterfly flying out of his hand. And it's just like, female bartender is nice to me. Is this love? <laughs> Which is so true. It's like these women are trying to carve out a life. Oh, completely. Stop making it weird. (laughs) (laughs) But moving on from that, uh, I feel like we... It's it's completely normal to us, uh, the, the idea of an Australian Christmas, but I feel like not everyone does know we have a pretty international listenership. And the thing that really made me think about this was that I got asked a few years ago by a a girl who was from America. She was just like, oh, I I mentioned something about Christmas in Australia. And she was just like, oh, what's that like? And I'm like, well, I don't know, it's just Christmas. And she goes, do you get Christmas movies there? I'm like, yeah, of course, we're not backwards. And she goes, but it's like snowing and stuff in the Christmas movies, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, don't you think that's weird if it's super hot in Australia? And I was like, I've literally never (laughs) thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) You got us. I literally had never ever thought about it. <laughs> well, because I mean, Australian Christmas is a thing that we—I mean, it's all—it's normal to all of us. Yeah, and and also the the crazy thing about our podcast listenership is that outside of Australia, uh, we don't have a great deal of listeners from the Southern Hemisphere. The rest of our listeners are all Northern Hemisphere, really, bar about 
15 people in New Zealand and then uh, for some reason we are going absolutely ham in, in, the, in the Philippines. <laughs> I don't Probably know. Probably where we went apeshit on the president <laughs> like I, six months ago. I do not know what has happened, but uh, but yeah, we are, we are viral in the Philippines. Waiting for Duterte's death squad <laughs> to kick in our window. Completely. But uh, but yeah, the rest was coming out of uh, out of Western Europe and uh, the US and Canada. Um, so yeah, let's just break down what Christmas looks like in Australia from sure. Christmas Eve forwards. Um, I, I don't know about you, but Christmas Eve uh, for me as a kid was put on a pedestal um, because my I had older cousins and we used to go down to Melbourne for for Christmas and go to a small country town. Yeah. Um, where they lived. And uh, I remember that they would talk about how Christmas Eve was always this huge town piss-up for <laughs> everybody between the ages of... Uh, well, I mean, it was country town, I guess, 14 and 30. <laughs> 14 is the 18 of the country. Um, and so... <laughs> so it, it would just be... One person's house where the entire town of that age group would descend upon. Don't know where the parents were, but they would absolutely fuck this place just up. Just tear it up. <laughs> just, just absolutely go apeshit till the cops rocked up. Then, for some reason, everybody would get let into a local pub that didn't ID. Now, here's <laughs> the thing with a tradition. <laughs> if it happens every single year and uh, you're living in the same town and you're like, Christmas Eve, wonder what's going to happen this year. Oh, fuck, the kids tore up a fucking house then went to the pub again. It's <laughs> like, that is not a curveball. But when you hear the stories about this and then all of a sudden you are 16, 17 yeah. and, uh, and get the green light to go out with your cousins and you find out just how south things go lord of the flies <laughs> style if kids are allowed to run a house on christmas eve yeah absolutely unsupervised and you you look around and there's a guy <laughs> country there's a guy with a deodorant can and a lighter what? oh that guy lighting his <laughs> pubes <laughs> I remember looking at him as a 16-year-old after a couple of beers and, and being, being like, like oh, that's <laughs> who I want to be. <laughs> I was going to say the exact opposite. <laughs> it's going to be like, this is the life lesson. <laughs> this is living. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy. He's about to lose his dick. Uh, <laughs> this is an incredible <laughs> night. You file this away, young Gus. <laughs> this man is about to be penisless. <laughs> young Gus has to be your rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so then you come back and uh, it's this scenario the next morning um, where you're <laughs> very hungover uh, for Christmas and everything's heavy around you and I've got a younger brother and uh, so he was up and getting into presents, etc. And that's when I realised that uh, I had never been hungover for Christmas and it is the actual worst thing you could do. It's, yeah, it's a bad. horror show. Yeah. I mean, Christmas Eve, for me, as a kid, was one of... Like, we were a very functional family. I've told you many times, and I've mentioned many times, that I'm half German. Yes, very efficient. Christmas was super efficient. <laughs> Weihnachten went off. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean, from the age of about 11, there were no surprises. 
my mother would just be like, what do you want for Christmas? And then I would point to it and then she would be like, fantastic. Like I was actually there when she bought it. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. So Christmas Eve was usually like some sort of fish dish that we would have, hashtag Europe. And then (laughs) (laughs) it would just be like any other night, but knowing that you knew exactly what you were going to get the next morning. It was almost the same thing as like, if you knew you were going to school the next day at 7am, but with presents. <laughs> so there was, like, there was like a little bit of excitement, but there was nothing that I was just like, oh, it's just like another night. Like you still go upstairs and get your eight hours. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But all that obviously vastly changed when I became an adult. Yeah, it, 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 does, it does change. And the, and the crossover for, for Christmas Day as a, as a start... Um, the morning in Australia always consists of <laughs> you as an as a child you wake up really early because you want to open all of the presents. As an adult, you wake up really early because it is hotter than Hades. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up almost invariably naked on Christmas Day, <laughs> basting in my own juices. <laughs> why? Why did you narrow that into Christmas Day? <laughs> You are famously a nude sleeper. Oh, yeah. it's I sleep in an oxygen tank to give me special sexual powers. <laughs> I, yeah, literally wake up basting like a turkey and I wake up because I'm my mouth is so dry and my bladder so full of liquid <laughs> that I need to get myself out of the bed or something very bad will happen. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> it was about 41 degrees... Uh, Celsius for our overseas listeners. Um, one Christmas day a few years ago, and the air, the power had dropped out because we're in uh, the middle of Victoria, and basically that meant that when we woke up inside, it was more like fifty-five degrees. Remember going down for Christmas, feeling like it might have been about. 10am, no, it was 6.30am and everybody just wanted a fan. No one was giving each other a fan that Christmas. (laughs) So everyone just sat around in undies (laughs) and singlets, (laughs) sweating, being like, this could not be going worse. For, For the Yanks in the room, 41 degrees is 106 degrees Fahrenheit. It is very hot. It's it's hot enough that uh, everybody is willing to put aside Christmas just for a day. Let's revisit this tomorrow. <laughs> Guys, could we... Who brought things that float and get in the pool? <laughs> we, uh, Christmas Day, waking up again, zero sense of surprise or urgency on our part. And you get up and Christmas is, also, is, is very similar... Uh, today, even though I'm just more hungover, but things start later. I have my mother... My mother called me several times last year being like, what time are you coming over? I'm like, it's 9am, chill out. (laughs) She's like... And then gives me another buzz at like quarter to ten being like, are you coming soon? I'm like, why is this a thing? I go over there and the things are still the same. We have a shitty little Christmas tree. It is shorter than all of us. My dad, 6'1", me, 6'2", and change. My brother, 6'3", and change. Mum, uh, 5'8". The, <laughs> the, the tree, 4'9". <laughs> I don't know why that was decided. All of our gifts, 
not wrapped. Why? Waste of wrapping paper. <laughs> what does it come in? Pillowcases. <laughs> Do you know what it's like to take a PlayStation 2 out of a fucking pillowcase? Because I do. Oh, mate. We had pillowcases as well. Um, and I, I don't know... Is that just normal for Australians? Is it, Or is it just I like... Is it just like parents being like... Because that's what I would be like as a parent. I'm like, I'm not spending fucking eight bucks on a 10-metre roll of fucking white with gold fucking blotches on it. Well... Yeah, but also you can fit a lot more presents into a pillowcase than you can into a stocking. Exactly. Like, it, it's it's an unbelievably poor outcome for a parent. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. It's like Australia continues to not win the world intelligence stakes. <laughs> <laughs> All the parents just buying pillowcases for, uh, for presents. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> my mum just wanted to... My brother was well and truly out of the Santa's real phase... And my mum was still pushing the agenda that these presents had just miraculously emerged. I love that you're positioning your mother like some sort of dictator. (laughs) Just pushing her propaganda like she's Mao Zedong. (laughs) Look, all all great cults need a talismanic leader. Margot Zedong. How good. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, the <laughs> and also when you wake up hungover and there is a pillowcase filled with presents <laughs> that weighs about a ton that are now on your legs. <laughs> I remember my my brother was sleeping on a on a, f- a fold out at our grandmother's place, and uh, mum had put a verifiable sack of <laughs> gifts <laughs> on my feet. I've managed to kick them uh, as I was waking up. I've kicked about 10 kilos of gifts onto my brother's head. <laughs> so he's woken up, bla- black eye, <laughs> comes down, looks like for Christmas I gave him a fucking right hook. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, my, the way that I imagine Northern Hemisphere Christmas, like in Canada and US, for, for those people over there in the UK, is that they wake up and they're wearing, for some reason in my mind, Long John's <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style. I was about to say. With a Santa <laughs> hat on a roaring fire. <laughs> Whereas us, undies and nothing else from dawn to dusk. It's amazing how close you are as a family. When you realise, like, my mother <laughs> was in a house of men. It was my father and two boys. Which, which also was the same for your mother. And... <laughs> You wake up in the morning sweating just in undies, in undies the entirety of the day until you needed to be somewhere public. <laughs> Which brings up a good point. Uh, Christmas Day with your uh, with your girlfriend or your wife's parents for the first time. Yeah. Um, when you wake up in in a strange house for Christmas and it's not your family and all of a sudden you realise that there is still the gifts that are on the end end of the bed, but you slept nude or just in your undies, <laughs> sweating bullets. <laughs> so your in-laws have come in in the middle of the night, filled a pillowcase <laughs> with presents, <laughs> while you are the worst you'll ever be, <laughs> sweating through a pair, <laughs> a pair of undies <laughs> next to their daughter, and they're like, you are the worst. <laughs> Just contemplate <laughs> taking the pillowcase, wrapping it around your head. <laughs> Quick, get the get the duct tape, 
we can sort this problem out once and for all. Oh my god. The oh. thing. Oh man. That that's. Uh, I think we should like so pushing on through the day, right? After you do, you're doing the whole gift giving. Uh, at because I mean that is a morning thing, right? I mean you do the gifts. Oh, it's don't like, don't whatever. assume. It's a it's. I've been involved in Christmases where there's almost a full blown intervention because the presents <laughs> haven't happened by the afternoon. <laughs> People are forming small sub tribes. <laughs> <laughs> to figure You've out. been voted off the island. People <laughs> extinguishing tiki torches. <laughs> it's, it's a long drive back to Caring Bar. <laughs> completely. Oh, the, the driving aspect. Yes. Yes. Fuck me. When you get... When you're in a committed relationship, a long-term relationship, and you are talking multiple Christmases... And um, like you, you speak to people sometimes. Like I, th- I, I mean, not that I thought it was bad. Like all I had to do with my ex was like uh, we would be in my place or wake up at my place or wake up at her parents' place. Do one, drive to the other later in the day. I've had it relatively easy. You hear like things about people who are from, uh, you know, whose parents are divorced, and couples whose whose both parents are divorced. So you've got to go to dad and mum and dad and mum again. That's oh which just God. sounds ridiculous. Like, I, like I know me. Like, if my if if my parents were properly divorced and my partner had divorced parents, I'd I'd have to do a line through the sand. I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to four Christmases. Love you, but go fuck yourself. Oh, totally. It's a uh, that's that's why I, th- I mean, you've got to you've got to get it on sync. Like that, that's yeah. the, that, that's the thing. You've got to. It, someone gets burned in the first year that you that you do it, um, but you've got to get it on a schedule where it's like, cool. I'm all in on this one thing. It's well, th- this one, uh, this one family this year, this one family next year, etc. Well, and Crackle yet, says that that's the way that you guys do it, right? Yeah, we've um we've got on and off Christmases, right? Uh, which have. <laughs> Because because we're the, both the eldest in the in the family, we managed to and we've been together the longest. Uh, we managed to set this in stone. <laughs> you dictate terms. <laughs> we dead set went. This is how it's going to go. If any of you, who's the Mauser <laughs> dog now? <laughs> if you young ones passing the, ever want to passing gift again, the torch, yeah, completely. But but that's that's the way because you just it is the way it is the truth <laughs> the way and the light. <laughs> it's it's the way that you avoid having to drive on Christmas. Yeah, having to drive on Christmas Day is easily the worst lose lose situation. I, I think. I, I think. Okay, driving on Christmas Day suck. Driving at any Christmas period is really bad. Oh yeah, like because I mean you, you've got someone double someone, D's. You got the tits lining the road. Oh, totally the tit bits. And it's just you know you can't and and there are psychos out on roads like on Australian roads. Exactly it's ridiculous. Yep. And it's like, yeah, cool. How sick are you, Brayden, with your fucking rims and shit? It's like, I'm going to see you at the next red light. <laughs> so how how, <laughs> fuck, with, how how much did that mean to you? With his number plate, Cobra, spelt C-O-B-R-A-H. <laughs> <laughs> Weaving but, in and out of traffic. But did you have to do any big drives on Christmas Day? Is that what you... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We've uh, we did the split for the f- uh, for the first few years. Um, so we did. Oh, you um, did both. Yeah, both sets. Yeah, Oof. we did. We, we did. We did both. Um, it's and not only was it both. It was. And what distances are we talking here? Like you were driving from what here to the mountains, or from here to from from Sydney centre to uh, 
Parramatta to the Blue Mountains. Um, so to give people an idea, what is that? That's like two hundred thirty Parramatta, two hundred thirty k's return. Did uh, you head no, back home no, at night? No, no, the one way. <laughs> it was oh fuck. It would have been uh, forty five minutes to Parramatta and then another two hours, hour and hour and a half into the mountains, and and then on the way back. Uh, but you but we'd stay in the mountains. Yeah. Um, it's but that's that's the bit that I think people don't uh, don't get right is the get rid of that shit as fast as possible because if you can go Christmas Eve somewhere, Christmas Day somewhere, then at least you you a night and a night. Yeah, and uh, and you and you're sorted. Uh, my my big thing is this, right? So when I was with my ex, her family had a place about six hours south of Sydney, which Whoa, is a, like that it was is a spicy drive. I, I mean, it was a beautiful place love going down there or whatever but like when i wanted to get down there i wanted to get down there one leg straight down the barrel yeah like all that sort of stuff and so it'd be like cool and it'd be like sort of frittering away in the morning i'm like no frittering away get in the car let's go right <laughs> and then about halfway through she'd be like i need to go to the bathroom i'm like no no bathroom for anyone <laughs> <laughs> that's because the like christmas drives are the worst and it's just like I could not deal with, like, all these other fuckwits on the road and I'm like, I'm, which is such an Australian thing to think that everyone else on the road is a fuckwit <laughs> except for me. <laughs> yeah. It's we a, can't all be right. <laughs> it's none of your German heritage comes through in motoring. The Germans are like, everyone else on the road is fantastic and we're all going to drive 210. <laughs> That is me being born in this country. <laughs> it ends up it ends up with me going in there and trying to get there in the most efficient way possible. <laughs> Ergo, the German. The Australian part comes out where I'm like, you fucking prick bastard, <laughs> as soon as someone cuts in front of me. <laughs> yeah. The, the absolute insanity of that drive, though. What, you, you, run out, you run out of decent... Playlist after about three hours, and then what are you into? Car games. And have you ever had this, right? So, <laughs> when we would drive down, like, sometimes we would alternate. Most of the time I would drive. But she did drive sometimes. And when she drove, like, when I drove, she could do whatever. I don't care. Like, she could listen to the music with me. We could listen to podcasts, whatever. Or she could fall asleep. I didn't care. I could never fall asleep, according to her. Right. I was not allowed to fall asleep. <laughs> I am not allowed to be tired. <laughs> I was like, had you ever had you ever had that? Um, and, 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 and the only reason why I thought about it recently was that a friend of mine, good friend of the show, Shannon Ponsford, told me that his girlfriend Beck, when she drives, he has to stay awake. <laughs> but the minute he gets on the highway, she's off to La La Land. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of the time. Uh, <laughs> Usually it's it's Ali coming with uh, with Katie and I as well. Um, Ali being your sister-in-law, being my sister-in-law, um, and uh, she famously uh, has not got a license, and so it leaves the the driving down to just Katie and I, um, and it's u- usually ladyish at, at night. So it doesn't. Um, I'll I'll usually do the do the legs because they're only two hours, but. Every single time, if it's after a dinner and it's about ten o'clock, it'll be Katie gets in the in the passenger seat. Al gets in the back. Within three seconds, they're both asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up about half an hour out of Sydney. Um, but yeah, I 
I reckon it's got it's got to cut both ways. If if you can't fall asleep if we can't after drive drive for three hours, if we can't tough. talk equality in 2019, when can we? <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> I was so off the fact that I could not fall asleep. <laughs> like really, this drive is six hours. Yeah, totally. But let's talk lunch. Yeah, Christmas lunch is it a is it a thing for for you? Do we eat? Yes, Rig. We consume Do you Christmas require lunch. Sustenance? <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas, I am, the holiest of holy days. <laughs> I am a human that needs fuel. Um, yeah, it's look again. We'll uh, we'll break this down for any overseas listeners. Um, again, it is it's summer. It's hot as fuck, and so there is as little of the traditional staples as Aussies can manage, while still wanting to somehow have dense meats like uh, ham as I can see you chowing through another absolute foot or hoof, if you oh, will. I love it. Um, yeah, ham's, ham's definitely there. Uh, lamb. Lamb's a big, uh, a big staple. I love... Uh, you know that I think that lamb is a king of meats. Oh, it is. It's the, it's the apex it's the predator of, the of, uh, of meats. Not in the actual wild. Not in the literal food chain thing. No, it, gets, it gets slaughtered. So imagine the food chain, but the opposite. By taste. But oh, right. it's like... I, the things I want to eat. So the food, ch- like the desirable food chain, I will eat all of these things type thing. Is <laughs> is it worth looking at this and going, are the most delicious meats the ones that are the worst predators? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the easier an animal is or the more susceptible it is to being hunted <laughs> by other animals, is it more delicious? <laughs> Lamb, and the least delicious, super, super susceptible. And the least delicious are the ones that cannot be hunted. Bears, <laughs> spiders, <laughs> shark, the worst meat. <laughs> My God, you haven't, you have Those not lived. Those spider suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big old redback pie. Um, but yeah, like, talk me through what's the, what's the spread at lunch for you, as you understand it. Like, what are the common themes from when you were a kid to like now? Uh, prawns. Prawns is a huge, Fuck yeah. huge one. Yeah. Uh, if you if you have been to an uh, Australian Christmas lunch and there isn't a bucket of prawns, then I guarantee the next garden across, the backyard across, has them. It's it's just it's f- you don't full one staple. You get deported. Yeah. So and also they magically go up by five dollars a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> They're going going In through the, the week roof before Christmas. Um, but th- it's just this uh this absolute trial of uh, of, peel, of peeling prawns. It's just that uh, that vibe of... And you get so used to it. And we were eating some before the cast. Yeah. But that concept of you don't look at a prawn as an Australian uh, and go, this is an odd thing. I'm about to eat this. You're just like, yeah, cool, it's prawn. Uh, in order to eat it, ripping the head of a <laughs> speared dinosaur face <laughs> off the body... <laughs> The skeleton, the hard exoskeleton, yeah. rip the head clean off. Yeah. Then you dump that in a bowl. Uh, then you go to its ass and you rip its ass off. Yeah. Uh, you peel all of its skin off, and then you have to remember always, always remove the poop chute. Um, and, and and then everyone's like, "Cool. So do you wash them after that?" And it's like, "Fuck no. We're so tired after ripping its body apart it is, that you yeah. put it in sauce and eat it." I'm almost certain that the term fruits of your labor 
comes directly from the eating of prawns. <laughs> <laughs> because it has to be one of the most labour-intensive foods to eat. For our American and Canadian listeners, we are, of course, talking about, in your term, shrimp. <laughs> Which is, by the way, incorrect. <laughs> it's prawns. And here's the thing. It's like, you go through this whole thing, like you said, you spelled it out for us, but... Here's a question for you, right? So the last stage, well, at least the last stage for me in terms of the peel is the poo shoot. I don't know yeah. if it's last last stage. Well, you, for you can't you, start with it. It's it's covered no, by the can't. skeleton. Yeah, you can't start. But like some people do the tails at the end. So yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I don't even do the tails. I just, you know, I'm not that I eat the tails, but I, I met someone the other way that just does the head and eats everything else. That's it. Just wow. the head off. Do they eat the banana with the skin? Also, how many bodies do they have below their house? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Right? Yeah. What? Very, very strange. So, ate the legs? Yes. What? Le- legs, tail, skin on, uh, exoskeleton on, just rip the head off. How's this, though? We, I mean, we're laughing at this now, but if, you, if they were smaller prawns and deep fried at a Chinese restaurant, Ooh. you'd eat them whole. Of course. <laughs> head and oh all. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're through the looking glass here. <laughs> but it's like you meet people who like, yeah, they, they'll eat with the poo shoot. I didn't actually know what the poo shoot was for the first like 10 years of my life. Yeah, it's... A, and it's... Like my dad just... Like my dad would do the peeling and then he'd just be like, eat this. And I'm like, sick. So I'd eat it. And then when I saw people taking the poo shoot out and they're like, you t-, I'm like, what's that? And they're like, it's the poo shoot. You take that out, right? And I'm like, ha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you go and vomit b- at both ends for about two years. Um, yeah, the it, I, I just I think you got to draw the line at someone who eats it, eats it with everything on. Like yeah. it, it's a, a not like a cooked prawn with skin on and tail on. It's like that's a bit tough. That's run a run a mile. If yeah. it, if your if your sister brought that bloke to Christmas, be like. Sis, so one thing you've got to know, uh, I know that they said that Ivan Milat was dead, but it turns out you're dating him. <laughs> He's been reincarnated <laughs> he, into your boyfriend. He is Brian. Um, but, okay, so you've got prawns, right? Yep. Prawns are always usually the starter. Also, my dad makes this fucking prawn dish, and it is the best thing about Christmas. It's like prawn, it's like a prawn mango avocado salad type thing. And it is just summer in a tray. Oh, spicy. It's oh, And there's chilies too, yeah. Nice. It's fucking majestic. It's so good and it is always like the first thing to go. So you got that. You got ham, like you were saying. Ham's yeah. always a staple. Do you do turkey? Do you do turkey? No, not, not usually. But, uh, but similarly, uh, we went hard on the seafood. We went tons of oysters. Oh, I did oysters. Yeah, we never do oysters, weirdly enough. It's. I think. I think oysters are one of those ones that you get. You're raised on on young, and it's like the ritual of uh, one of your parents getting up, going to the fish market, which in Sydney is open for like 500 hours in a row in the lead into <laughs> yeah. lead into Christmas. Can you imagine being one of the people rostered on there? I remember going with Dad one time, early, yeah. re- really early, uh, and s- the person who served us looked like. Skeletor, like like they had just watched every movie ever made back to back. They wanted to absolutely end it. Oh, Jesus, my my dad on Christmas Day, uh, he always looks a bit shot, and I'm always just like, 
how you doing, big guy? I mean, he's 72. He looks great for his age. Let, let, me, let me just say that. Big, he's a tall guy, barrel-chested, yep. you know, in great nick. And he just looks shot over Chris's because he's got to make, like, the, the people pleaser that I was ah, mentioned. of course, yeah. But also, he's the one that does this, the fish market shop. That's tough. So he gets up in the morning and he's like, yeah, man, just got up at fucking 5 a.m. And oh. just, like, went out there and I'm like, old people, they love an early rise. <laughs> and I'm just like, he, there he is in his fucking New Balance sneakers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting two kilos of prawns, just making it happen. What are you talking about? 5am for a 72-year-old is like 2pm for the rest of us. <laughs> it's just mental. That was. And then he'd already I, done everything for the day. I rock up in my undies, sweating <laughs> and scratching my stomach. <laughs> Not and removing like, the poo shoot. And I'm like, where the prawns at? <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. So you're, so you're pretty seafood heavy. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were seafood heavy. We go hard on the champagne early. I think I think that's a staple. That's yeah. a, that's the that's the other thing I guess about the uh, the the Christmas Day um, chronology is you have a leave pass to start drinking in the AM. Oh yeah, totally. You you're fine. You're fine to get on a glass of bubbles in the morning. Yeah. Um, and that quickly segues into uh, how early is a beer fine? Someone cracks one at ten forty-five, and everyone's like, "Yeah, fine." So and we're off and racing. I don't know if you're like me in <laughs> this is the classic middle class stuff. You get up in the morning, you have like the mid tier bubbles, <laughs> and then you have the really good bubbles after that. <laughs> you, <laughs> do you do that as well? You've got you've, you've started off with jans, yeah. <laughs> and by, by by the af- by the afternoon, someone's opening Krug, yeah. <laughs> looking you in the eyes. Someone's opening a Nebuchadnezzar of fucking <laughs> champagne. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, and no, my uh, def- definitely the uh, oh, your the, brother the, the gets good... out the fucking champagne sword, mate. The saber. It's it, it is it is insane. The last the last the last you, last you Christmas that we that we had. I've got this video of uh, of mum out on the on the balcony, uh, sabering a a champagne bottle with this giant sword <laughs> that, <laughs> that was specifically made just to knock the tops off champagne bottles, and uh and after like a couple of attempts, <laughs> my brother stepped in, just. Hulks it and basically <laughs> snaps Captain the, Planets s- it. Snaps this bottle in half. <laughs> Remember looking at it and going, "I that was not the knife." <laughs> there you is l- glass in the champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm not having any of that. It's how not, about you? Not a it, how does your uh, sister-in-law go with the champagne? Saber? Oh my god. <laughs> she. It's been a while since I looked at their video. Uh, and, and this is your your other sister-in-law. Yeah, this is my uh, my brother's wife. Uh, so for any any of our listeners. My uh, sister-in-law um, <laughs> went viral when she was trying to sabre a champagne bottle um, <laughs> and managed to Benny Hill style <laughs> j- juggle it by accident, slips out of her fingers, takes a wild swipe at it <laughs> with the sabre in midair like she's going to become the greatest <laughs> pirate in history. <laughs> misses it, drops the bottle, it shatters, and she looks at the camera like that was not me. <laughs> and it, it went, it went like, v- like she's viral pull- on what white chicks oh. doing shit or something. Oh my god! Like she was pulling fucking Excalibur out of the stone. Oh mate, 
she, the only thing it was missing was someone yelling draw. Like <laughs> this this bottle went stratospheric. She, dro- she dropped it like a pie. <laughs> <laughs> At the fucking footy, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, poor so Mel. We've got the bubbles. We've got the seafood. We've got the meats. My dad, for some reason, goes to the David Jones food hall and gets a bunch of, like, mediocre salads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ah. you don't need to go into the Sydney CBD to get this. That's great. You can, you, you you can go any, to the local IGA. Um, we, do you have any, any, other, any other accoutrement that you bring to the table? We, we had a... Fortunately, it stopped now, but it was just standing orders that we'd have to spend about an hour making um, fucking smoked salmon on pumpernickel bread which <laughs> <laughs> with, like, a drop of creme fraiche. I, re- I remember it being... It, 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 that's my <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> you want to talk to me? I'm, I'm back there now. You can see it in my eyes. <laughs> just the, the moment that you, uh, that you become a Christmas sweatshop... <laughs> And it's just the conveyor belt lined up. <laughs> it's like, oi, line chef. <laughs> fucking, I've got so much pumpernickel here. <laughs> when are you going to creme fraiche these bastards? <laughs> Mum's there with a weapon. Look at her. She's got a sabre and Mel's about to come in and start picking champagne around. Uh, yeah, fortunately that ended. Um, I assume because the pumpernickel index went through the <laughs> absolute roof. <laughs> Stocks went up. Yeah, I haven't seen pumpernickel for a long time. I don't know if that's because I just haven't had to look for it or because yeah. I have eradicated it through my own means. But uh, we, Mum would always get like, it was the only connection we had to like our German background, like growing up pretty much where she would get out this fucking Christmas cake they make in Germany called Stollen. Oh which no, is I've heard of it. Just a brutal <laughs> bread made out of children's tears Completely. and cement. Totally. <laughs> and glacé fruit. <laughs> it's just fucking mental. And she would bring it out and like a Canadian lumberjack trying to bring down a redwood tree, <laughs> cut off a slice and we're there almost breaking our teeth <laughs> trying to get through this fucking thing. Oh. It is literally after a gun, the most common weapon used in homicides in Germany. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's included in the German version of Cluedo. <laughs> it was Übungmeister Hauenzollen <laughs> in the kitchen with, with a Stollen. <laughs> For some reason, when you first started saying that, I thought you meant guess who? <laughs> <laughs> the, the comical <laughs> flip-up caricature <laughs> game. And I'm like, am I terrible? Yes. <laughs> am I stolen? <laughs> yes. And it was always just the one slice. And oh. everyone was just trying to be nice to mum. Oh, God. It was just like, okay. <laughs> can't can't one, do it. And one time was just like trying to get like ice cream with it. Like, <laughs> I might have ice cream with it. And she's just like... Ice cream does not go with Stollen. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it was oh. just brutal. But, I mean, after lunch, after lunch, it's, it's all over. That, that's it. It's, um, it's full-blown food comments. Because you've got to remember, uh, Christmas lunch finishes at about 8 p.m., yeah. Like it's it it varies. Like some well, sometimes sometimes you'll have the you'll have the inter intermission uh, where you've got presents etc. And then everyone yeah. goes back to the table. But it's like once people leave the table the first time, 
you're pretty much you're losing you're losing participants. Yeah, I mean, I we were always early finishers only because, and I still am. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things where we again going back to the whole functional German side. Once lunch is over, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like literally you clean up the fucking you clean up the table like no one was ever there and then it's lying on the couch and watching a movie. Well, speaking of watching a movie, so uh <laughs> when we're at the the off Christmas for me or Katie's on Christmas, um the tradition has somehow become that uh Crackle will watch all three Lord of the Rings movies. At some point. Oh my god. Uh almost that's, like, that's nine hours of movie. Oh yeah. On Boxing Day, exactly. Jesus. Which uh, it, but sometimes sometimes I'd rather watch cricket. <laughs> and I don't mean that as in I genuinely would. I mean I hate both equally. <laughs> I just hate Lord of the Rings more. How how dare you? If we're already moving forward to uh, to Boxing Day, then let's get this on the table right now. Boxing Day is the greatest day. On the Australian calendar. We are not there. <laughs> it's immense. I'm chomping at the bit for it. Um, but yeah, the the, the post, post-Christmas post lunch movies thing um, is definitely there. But something that we missed over um, over lunch is Christmas music. So yes. every, every family has their own take on how deep into the well they go Christmas music was. And there's some favourites that come out at different, uh, different families. I reckon that if at the point that I have heard All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey the third time, someone is going out a window. <laughs> first two times. F- first time. My God, Mariah Carey. What a voice. <laughs> Second time. <laughs> gee, this is pretty catchy. That Mariah Carey sure can sing. She's a bit crazy though. The third time. Someone get the fuck out of the house because I'm about to blow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the so Christmas music-wise, <laughs> I've been subjected to some of the worst Christmas music ever created, and <laughs> that is purely through work. I can tell you right now that if you come across a worse song than Lady Gaga's Christmas song, I will what? give you hard cash. I'm going to play it for you right now. Probably about enough. Um, so, just to re- oh just to God. recap, uh, Lady Gaga has su- has replaced the word vagina with Christmas tree, and is suggesting that uh, Christmas is the time for everybody to get robot sex <laughs> from start to finish. That surely that is that early Lady Gaga. I feel like it has to be early Lady Gaga. It's been around for a long time. I've never heard it until right now. Oh, Where did you hear it? Uh, I had it sent to me by a client about 
year and a half ago. That is dead set awful. It's it's the worst song I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, the, the the music side of things does uh, does I think set the tone. If you if you go too uh, too corny, everybody gets sick of it. Uh, if you go too out and uh, you jump straight into the back parts what, of what, what, Phil what, Spector's Christmas album, etc. What do you guys play? Uh, the Ella Fitzgerald Christmas stuff is good. Okay. I'm a, I, mean, I mean, it's the the jazz stuff gets a solid run. Actually, my family probably hate it. I'm speaking purely for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of all of the Christmas jazz. Yeah, right. uh, apart from Michael Bublé, that album can fuck right off. Yeah, <laughs> it right. is pure trash. We only play one thing uh, at our Christmas, um, which is a thing that my mother plays on vinyl, which is called Der Ampelmann. Which I, means I was about to say, please tell me it's German. Which means The Light Man uh, in Christmas, which is about a very pale figure from 500 years ago who puts coal into the mouths of naughty children and walks away with their teeth. It's actually pretty uplifting. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> it's like an ancient dirge. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Remember a, a, a Danish bloke... <laughs> <laughs> good mates with telling me about a song called Uncle Christian, which is about <laughs> a, a bloke called uh, Uncle Christian who drives around in his tiny car offering gingerbread to children in exchange for them getting in his car and coming to his house. Um, so I'll say the same thing to him that I, <laughs> same thing to you that I said to him, your songs are fucked. <laughs> They are not at know. all. That they are not at all like horses. <laughs> Get better national songs. No, no, no. It's it's pretty good. It was actually it was just a bit of a misunderstood character you find at the end. He lives in a cave and he has a bunch of rabid wolves that keep him safe. And he wears like a necklace made out of children's toes. But that's only the naughty children. Cool. I need you to listen to what you just said. <laughs> just have an out of body moment. No, no, it's like it's it's pretty normal. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> it's I don't understand which part of this you're seeing as normal because what I'm hearing is this. I guess it's just it's something that I've always grown up with. So. Yeah, cool. That doesn't make it normal. That doesn't make it fine. Well, you it you grew up with a song about a guy who lives in a cave surrounded <laughs> by wolves that protect him and wears a necklace made of children's toes, and you think that that's fine. That's cool. That's a reflection you, on like, you, Rick. When you say it like that, you make it sound weird. Yeah, cool. But it's got uh, a beautiful melody. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> Sounds like the screaming of children as their toes get taken for a necklace. Um, so, uh, Chris, <laughs> Christmas movie-wise, uh, there's there's some bangers. If you can get, as a bloke, if you can get Die Hard on, uh, then you've done well. I've never seen Die Hard. You are lying to my face. I'm literally, I've never seen it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, see, cr- <laughs> crackle crackles from like, the bleachers. What, what is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things where, you know me, I'm a trivia nerd, I know a bunch of stuff about a lot of stuff. I could tell you what the plot is and the major stars of a lot of movies without having seen them. Yeah, fortunately this isn't... Bruce the Willis, <laughs> Alan Rickman, Nakatomi Plaza, yeah. we all know it. This, this isn't the synopsis game, this is me wanting you to have a better life. <laughs> As I say to you commonly... You should watch Die Hard. My so last year I watched uh, I watched Bad Santa. 
Ah. So, Bad Santa with Is Billy that the Bob, Billy Bob Thornton Billy one? Bob Thornton, yeah, yeah. Which is fucking hilarious because he's a shit bag of a human. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favourite Christmas movies, if not my favourite. Does Love actually get a run? Uh, Love actually gets a run with me. Um, I also watched Elf last year when ah. I had way too much pig meat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that reminds me. Uh, <laughs> we had somebody write in and uh, and talk about the uh, one of the the Christmas lunch traditions, and it's that their brother uh, walks around with an entire ham under his arm and a knife and just carves bits off it like he's got a pers- <laughs> a personal ham. And one year he was he was still walking around with this fucking pig on the twenty seventh. Bloke got gout. What? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. What his elbow or something? No, like as in like he got gout from just having ham <laughs> for, <laughs> for three days. Are you sure it wasn't? And nothing else. The medically large amounts of piss that he had. <laughs> Because that's usually how that's happens. usually how it happens, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we move on to dinner. Mm, dinner, dinner. I feel like for some people is just an afterthought. Whether like where they just get enough food for lunch and it's literally the redux. Oh, but like six hours later, it's it's a it's a hard pass for me. I don't even think dinner, you need dinner on Christmas, but like dinner doesn't happen. The thing is with me, it's like when my grandparents were still alive. We used to go over there and the same shit would be on the table, which I walked right past. So the ham, the turkey, like whatever, it was all on the table, like whatever. My family used to do Christmas curry because my dad was born and raised in India. Um, You know, the family lived in India for a long time and like Christmas curry used to be a tradition and it used to be hot and it used to be fucking awesome and that's all I gave a shit about in terms of Christmas dinner. It's, see... I had bo- Boxing Day uh, was where our Christmas dinner would push to because we'd finished lunch so late that yeah. Christmas dinner wouldn't get a look in, and so all of the leftovers would uh, would end up in in Boxing Day lunch, like Boxing Day pastas, uh, big leftover spread, etc. Pasta, yeah, yeah. It's um, you get the finest of Australian cuisine. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you you just get all your leftover ham, etc. You run through a pasta. Uh, just make like a, a big sort of Christmas carbonara style uh, style thing, okay, which yeah. yeah, the carbs the carbs helped mop up the incredible amounts of alcohol that were coursing through people's <laughs> systems. <laughs> so so that helps. Uh, but yeah, any any post dinner stuff that you guys would get up to? So for me, not really, right? Because we actually did the gifts, like, so the gifts for that side of the family used to happen after dinner. So you used to get there at my grandparents' house, you used to go in, you say hi, you have the Christmas curry and whatever, and then it was, like, Christmas gifts after that. It was, like, a whole thing where, like, either myself or my brother would be, like, Santa, and then you'd, like, just give out all the all the gifts to people. But some people go really hard. Like, I was chatting to someone recently, and she was just like, yeah, we go to my dad's place and it's just a massive piss up and we have a karaoke machine <laughs> and we go until <laughs> and we go until like 1 a.m. which I was like that is the best. And and only in the last couple of years um good friend of the show Gordo Willis uh ended up at his place good man. Uh, a couple of years ago where there was a giant like orphans christmas type deal going on which was just amazing and we ended up super lit and just like Singing, see, screaming, (laughs) 
all of that. In any song that came on uh, on the amazing playlist that they had going on oh, through Spotify. What about you? Do, you? do you do anything like that? Uh, oh, it's in recent times, um, Test Match, the board game's got a solid run because <laughs> <laughs> on, on the joint, on the Benatardi Christmas um, side, Katie's family, uh, because Rags, good friend of the show, and uh, recently, and uh, recently my brother-in-law... Um, is a massive sports fan, and so once once you get uh, you get someone else in the family where it's like great, you are willing to sit down and play this very tedious cricket board game. <laughs> yeah, you you ho you ho straight in. It's I straight up hate it. So. I, I know, but you but you famously hate cricket. Um, I do. The the other ones are pretty much pi- Scrabble used to get a. Red hot roll. Oh yeah, uh, but people were so belted by that point <laughs> that it's like <laughs> Quidgybo. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but somehow it ends up being prison rules Scrabble, where it's like, right. So here's the go. You mean you if smack you put people with a bag <laughs> of letter tiles? <laughs> Only put down drugs. <laughs> this is my house. Yeah. Uh, if you put down a word and you're wrong then not only do you lose your go, you lose points. And I'm oh, like, yeah. this is full on. High stakes. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to really know your words. It just means that everybody ends up putting down three and four letter words and the game gets, the like board gets flipped at 4am when no one has won and there's still 50 letters in the bag. When I was uh, when I was with my ex, we, we'd be down at that place five hours south, six hours south. And it would just, like, her dad knew how to fucking put them away. <laughs> like, and he used to have this thing, which is so amazing. Like, he used to have a cellar where, like, he had, like, hundreds of bottles of wine on one side, hundreds of bottles of wine on the other. And one side had, like, white paint under each of the bottles. Yeah. And the other, like, hundred or so had, like, pink on the bottom of the bottles. And one colour meant that you can drink it just as an everyday wine. Yep. And the other one was like special wine. Oh, oh no. So like they were all the special batch. So all of them had like pink paint on the bottom when it was like Christmas or Easter or whatever. Yeah. And he'd get up there and it was a full thing, which I loved. Like we'd be there and then she'd be like, oh, so he'd be like, I received this bottle of wine 25 years ago <laughs> when I met <laughs> the Victoria Cross recipient, blah, blah, blah. And like it would just be this whole thing. And I'm just like, this is very cool, but also I'm super blind. <laughs> and then it, it would always end up like some bizarre ancient jewel where it's me and my then girlfriend's father, <laughs> the last two people at the table, <laughs> no one willing to give an inch <laughs> before someone's just like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> That was the last you saw of your ex-girlfriend's father as <laughs> he wandered into the night. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah, the oh. uh, the sitting out uh, when it's definitely way past dinner time, uh, way past bedtime, um, and just chowing uh, through scotch. Ooh. Now, there we go. Um, through scotch is prob- probably where it's at. The other one would be my <laughs> my brother and I uh, one one Christmas, you know the you know Finska the um, the log throwing the what uh, game? It's like you mean Clob? It's it's like it's like Clob, um, but it's well, the, it sounds like Clob. 
it's it's slightly different. It's like one of them's the Danish one and one of them's the Finnish one. Or it's like instead of throwing a stick at other, you throw sticks, a shit at club, motherfucker. I'm like, I come over there. It's you know that all, pr- I, two you seconds. Know all the Scandinavians, my balls are in your face. <laughs> all the Scandinavians, two seconds. Roll very very similarly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're all our Tell own them in- that. <laughs> independent countries, totally different to the rest of us. It's like, all of you are Scandinavia and we cannot tell any of you apart. They will bend down in the squad stance <laughs> oh, totally. and run full pelt at you with a Viking helmet on. <laughs> You're about to get impaled by the human bull. Yeah, absolutely. When they get here on their ships in about 27 weeks. <laughs> anyway, I've got a bit of a head start. Um, so... So my brother and I have gone great. After dinner, we go to play Finska. It's dark. Clop. We're in the middle of uh, Port Stephens. We're like, great, let's just go out to a park. Oh, there's no lights here. That's all right. We'll go get our cars, get the cars, drive them to the park, put the high beams on, <laughs> proceed to play this like lawn, basically bulls with sticks yep. for about seven hours until both car batteries are flat. Yeah. <laughs> I was turn, about to say. Turn around, go, oh, man, that's a real drag. We have to deal with this now because they're in the middle of the road. Go get dad's car, drive it up there, get the jumper leads. And then we're like, <laughs> oh, this is a Range Rover. Hold on, we'll just finish this set. <laughs> Put the high beams on. <laughs> Sort that out. Two hours passes. Turn around. You just see the embers dying (laughs) in in the rover. Have to go back. Wake up mum to find her car. (laughs) Mum and dad come out and it looks like a bunch of bogans have had a destruction derby. (laughs) Driven a bunch of cars into a park and and none of them will start. So anyway... It did, that was so. Did you have to jump all of them? Had to jump was it like all. a human centipede yeah, of com- jumping? Yeah, big time. We only had uh, only had one set of leads as well. Oh, so shit. it took hours. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it by this point? One thirty in the morning. Yeah, in the AM. Anyway, uh, right as I said, Boxing Day. Yes, greatest day in the Australian calendar, well. and I'll tell you why. Because I didn't not ask you to, but okay, I'm going to tell you right now. All no, right. Because not only is it a day of guaranteed sitting around doing fuck all, there's no presents to open, there's nothing to do, it is... There's a lot of boxing to do. Oh, my God. If Isn't I, there just... <laughs> how did that even if I, had a, if I had a dollar for every box that I box <laughs> on Boxing Day... <laughs> uh, every man that I punched. <laughs> it's, you sleep in, you wake up at like 10.30... Switch the TV on, and the first ball is being bowled in the Boxing Day test, and then you sit there and do nothing for the full day, only leaving to get beers, then have lunch, come back, watch that. Some sometimes someone comes in and is like, "What's happening in the Sydney to Hobart?" For our overseas listeners, that is a large ship race from Sydney <laughs> down to Hobart. It uh, takes a long time. Some of the ships go fast, some go slower. Don't get it. Anyway, someone comes in. I love that you say that where that is, if you replace ships with men, that is my version of cricket. Cricket. (laughs) Exactly. Some go fast, some go slow. No one knows what's going on. (laughs) Always will have their trinkets. Anyway, so there's that. And that's when I I was like, oh, I remember this story about my grandfather. So... My grandfather used to uh, watch the entire Boxing Day test. They lived in Melbourne. 
He'd watch the whole Boxing Day test from start to finish and he would sit in his chair and watch the first ball to the last ball of every day and he would just get beers brought to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the way that he managed to get, uh, get this done... This is one of the most <laughs> laconic Australian things. Isn't it? Is that uh, he convinced my grandmother, who was uh, quite interested in the supernatural world that if he left his chair that Australia would lose because one time (laughs) (laughs) one time did you mean superstitious not supernatural no both (laughs) like he was believed (laughs) that a ghost would throw the game correct that 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 some no she did not think this he didn't think this was a luck based thing he was like no dead set if dead spirits (laughs) They are they are pulling all of the puppet <laughs> puppet strings, um, so it's angels in the outfield, <laughs> but with cricket. So one time he had to go to lunch uh, before the lunch at the cricket. Uh, went to the table, like the opposition take a hat trick, and he comes back, and it's like seven wickets down, uh, and he from that moment was like, "I am the talisman." <laughs> Without me, there can be no Australian. I am the game changer. <laughs> there can only be one Highlander. Um, so, uh, and somehow my grandmother's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I don't know. It's the great. It's the greatest <laughs> act of mindfuckery in history. Um, but he manages to do it, and uh, and then my grandmother then goes, "Okay, well, here's the go. Uh, he's just going to sit there and uh, drink beer for five days." So. Uh, Margot, you and your sister, uh, you're both going to replace all of these Melbourne bitter bottles, uh, take the labels off in the sink and then put those on these light beer bottles because (laughs) your father is going to be heaps too pissed. (laughs) (laughs) So mum would spend like three days in the lead up to Christmas in a sink replacing, (laughs) (laughs) like getting the labels off Melbourne bitter bottles and then putting them onto light beer. And this was all a great ruse until (laughs) one year when mum was like, no, go to my boyfriend's house. And uh, (laughs) her older sister was tasked with the important responsibility of swapping the beers out, managed to put the labels back on the full-strength beer. (laughs) And and up up to this point, my grandfather must have just thought that he was a fucking superhuman... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he's I average 20 <laughs> beers a day Every boxing day test He's punching a slab a day and not feeling it So <laughs> when it went back to full strength Apparently he was rolling into dinner every <laughs> night <laughs> Like some, Someone who's just discovered beer Like someone that they're, they're <laughs> At their 18th and bucks combined <laughs> every night, like just barely conscious, pretty much, pretty much ready to throw in the towel, just there shoveling like, what the food. Fuck? It's only 1 oh. p.m. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, oh my god! Boxing day. Get around it. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I think we've comprehensively covered. What an Australian Christmas looks oh, like. Totally. Which, look, I, th- I think it'd be remiss of us not to, to go into the mailbag. We, uh, <laughs> we, we took it to the people. This is, uh, this is what we're calling the people's shitness. I reached out to uh, all, of our, um, all of our listeners and we said, look, if you can give us some uh, ideas as to what the worst parts of your Christmas are, 
that would be just peachy. And most of them came back with gifts. Yeah, I've been very, very excited for this segment on a number of levels, uh, mostly because you have been reading our socials almost exclusively, so yes. you have 99.9% of the content. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> people did reach out to me directly. Thank God. Because <laughs> otherwise this was going to be real one-way street. Which the people wouldn't care about because we sound exactly the same. Does not matter. This is an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, there's this podcast I listen to where one guy talks to himself <laughs> for an hour and a half <laughs> about history's worst things. <laughs> the greatest actor of all time. His reactions are genuine. <laughs> it's like he's never heard the story before. <laughs> and he laughs two ways. <laughs> all right. You, as I said, have most of the content. You are going to kick this off. That, that makes sense. <laughs> so how's this from, from Roxy? So good friend of the show. Roxy says, the worst gift she's ever received for Christmas was a glass rooster. Oh. From her mum. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> it's a literal, like a rooster <laughs> made of glass. Quote, such a stupid present. It weighs over a kilo and I had to take it home in my carry-on luggage from cans. <laughs> then, then my luggage was overweight and Jetstar made me pay 60 bucks. <laughs> in hindsight, I should have thrown it out. <laughs> Oh, how's That's actually it. having to pay for your present? That's it. Being first given a glass cock by your mum and then Jet start <laughs> charging you 60 bucks for it. That thing should have gone straight in the bin. Oh, absolutely. It should have gone straight <laughs> to whatever the opposite of the pool room was. <laughs> Which is the bin, right? It's the sea, it's the bin. It's, what is it? Yeah, it's the dumpster. It is, it is the dumpster. Um, this is a, a quick interjection that we, that we got sent, <laughs> which is, was found on Reddit. Uh, my dad accidentally gave me a dildo. It was meant for my mum once they were in bed. I threw it at my dog and he started licking it. <laughs> this was when I was seven. <laughs> oh, so brutal. <laughs> so uh, Rose sent us this. She said, I received a How to Behave book. I said, who's that from? She said, from my estranged father. <laughs> oh, oh, No. Follow up, it's actually probably more brutal than funny. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah. My old man uh, was telling me about how uh, <laughs> he used to get every year given a book by his grandmother which had the front page torn out and eventually he realised it's because she was re-gifting him books that had, had dedications on the dedicated front. on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> he called her on it like years later and she said, no, no, these are books where I just wanted to keep the first page. And he said, why? Silence. She walked away. <laughs> Same as what Millsy sent us. Old mate Millsy, who we did a birthday shout-out for ah, earlier in the season. Good, good. He said, my granddad gave me a complete collection of Banjo Patterson Illustrated. <laughs> when I was 16 or 17, I'm like, that is 100% a re-gift. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Gramps. <laughs> yeah. Um, Katie and Al both got very strange uh, gifts from uh, their... Uh, great-grandmother or step-great-grandmother uh, who they just called Big Yaya. Um, 
I don't think it was because she was particularly tall in stature. The Greeks famously aren't. Um, however, <laughs> she, she was elder. Um, and so she gave the girls in the same year, um, Al got a tub of talcum powder um, and Katie got a pair of, un- <laughs> of undies that had a hole burnt through them <laughs> from where <laughs> Big Yaya tried to iron them. <laughs> They caught fire <laughs> and instead of going, mm, better get another gift, was just like, well, there's wrapping papers here and these <laughs> undies are here. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, you'll amazing. Get what you're given. Yeah, oh. totally. How's this from, uh, from one of our listeners, Gabby? My mother, bless her heart, said that I have too much sin in my life. And I need to find Jesus again. So she gave me the Action Bible. Do you know what the Action Bible is? Hold on, what? No. Do you know what the Action Bible is? No, hit me. So it's the Bible, but they've been illustrated like a comic book. Oh, what? So the entire Bible has been translated into like comic book form (laughs) to make it more exciting. I was really hoping you were going to say Comic Sans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is a lot of Comic Sans when when the characters are talking. So it said, knowing that I love graphic novels and comics, hoping to reach me. Mind you, I'm 31 and she said it to me only two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Oh, yuck. Yeah. The, are we still on presents? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One that was uh, inside our family. Um, <laughs> Chris Kringle. And it was... Kitchen themed. We were for some reason doing. Uh, we're in a phase where everybody would have. Um, would, there would be a theme for the Chris Kringle. It wouldn't just be like it's fifty bucks. This is who you've got. Yeah. It was uh, things for the home or things for the kitchen <laughs> or yeah. beachwear or like bullshit like that. Um, anyway, this is on a, a kitchen theme. Um, <laughs> my mum got uh, a. What looked like a yellow plastic dick. <laughs> and she, she opened it and l- was looking at it and she's like, oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> and the person who gifted it was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's for keeping your banana fresh. <laughs> oh, that thing, I've seen that thing. And mum's like, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, they're like, oh, no, that's not the whole gift. <laughs> Mum looks into the package. He comes with his <laughs> banana lube. <laughs> <laughs> Mum looks in there and it's a uh, fabric oven mitt with a chook's head. <laughs> and the, ta- the tag still on it, which indicated uh, how much it had been purchased for. <laughs> <laughs> which was a huge middle finger, <laughs> to say, <laughs> say the least. An erect, banana-clad middle finger. <laughs> how, speaking of kitchen stuff, how's this from Brad? One year I got Chuck's wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's wipes are like, you know those wipes that you, for international listeners, they're like those, those wipes that you it's use like to clean ki- up your kitchen. A kitchen sponge. A kitchen sponge wipe thing. He says, long story short, I was at a Beijing university for Christmas and they had a secret Santa. I picked a gift and it was a Chuck's Wipes. It was actually a really good gift because later we got a Chinese student drunk playing King's Cup. (laughs) (laughs) He threw up on the floor and we used the Chuck's Wipes to clean it. (laughs) 
Last sentence, then we ate ass. <laughs> Loyal oh. listener of the show. Oh, it's great. Oh, Brad. Oh, the kids aren't okay. Oh, man, where was the cat? They're not fine. Oh, what else you got? How's this from Lucy? Uh, Lucy says, I just got a horrible... She actually texted me this. She goes, I just got a horrible corporate Christmas gift at work and immediately thought about that post from your podcast Instagram and had to share. I work for a construction company and my boss and I were just gifted a calendar of naked women by one of our suppliers. (laughs) (laughs) The company hadn't met me properly so they thought I was a man. (laughs) And her name's Lucy. So I'm like, but your name's Lucy. And she said... Well, they call everyone Lucy here as a nickname. Like, if you forget someone's name, you call them Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) She said, bear in mind, it's all 50-year-old chain smokers who have never worked with a woman before me. They've started calling everyone Mildred now instead of Lucy because it became a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You wait until Mildred starts. And then she comes back. She messages me later, so she sends me a photo of the calendar that she got given, which is like a woman laying like backwards, like you know, on a beach with you know just a bikini. And then they came back when they realised their mistake and gave her like a naked man calendar. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, a side point, Katie and I were at a group dinner uh, where it was a like a twenty dollar Chris Kringle. Uh, it was yeah. a bad Santa. Um, anyway, and so it, it comes around. Katie picks one of the gifts off the table. It's a uh, a topless fireman of Australia calendar, and uh, and everyone's like, uh, "You can steal or keep." And she looks me in the eyes, and she's like, "Keep." <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the other half live, and by other half, I mean hairless. <laughs> I love, like, Lucy finished off our correspondence with, honestly, who was responsible for this? Who approved it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I want to see Lucy go full-blown detective, get the peak cap on, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> How about this one from Karina? Go on. Mum bought me an ice cube tray when I was 14. <laughs> I said, how does that even happen? She goes, the week before Christmas, Lorraine is definitely not thinking. (laughs) (laughs) She's just surviving. (laughs) She's madly alternating between trying to find the old Christmas song mixtape, trying to remember whether she put the lactose-free milk in Auntie Anne's cake and writing herself notes to stock up on toilet paper. (laughs) Oh, yes. How good is that confidence in your mum? Well, I think that that's every confidence in every mum in the lead into, lead into Christmas. Things have gone from zero to a million and <laughs> it's, they've definitely bitten off way more they could do. I think my mum has spent... If there was a pie graph for the amount of time that my mum spends literally inside the kitchen uh, in the entire Christmas Day experience, it would be like a slither up here and then the rest of the pie. And which one of those do you think is inside the kitchen and which one of them do you think is hanging out with your family? The sliver is the kitchen. Opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read that right at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mum's uh, mum's be going going ham trying to make these things things meet. Going ham on the ham. (laughs) 
but surely she wasn't doing this to people like Kyle's mum did to him, which was to give him a lamp. (laughs) (laughs) I said, how does that even happen? He said, money wasn't tight that year. (laughs) My parents both worked. I went to a private school. We had an indoor pool and sauna in our house. (laughs) So, like, no clue how you get a lamp from our parents slash Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes, speaking of... uh, of shitty gifts. Um, I got a razor when I was 11. Dark. From my dad. <laughs> Heard you're into emo music. No. Here's a razor. Like an electric razor. Oh. And I remember being pissed off because that's the that was the first like non-toy gift that, that I got. And it wasn't like a we'll get you there through clothes bridging present. It was like... Lego things razor. <laughs> it was like one of those things where I was like, but dad, I haven't even got any facial hair. And he goes, it's for your back. <laughs> uh, I did say, dad, I don't need this. And he said, give it a year. <laughs> How old True are you? to form. <laughs> True to form. <laughs> By the time I was the end of year six, I was like, geez, better give the old lip slug a touch up. <laughs> Good on you, Pete. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks your, for the handheld. When did your dad get like start growing facial hair? Oh, there's I mean, a, he's pretty hairy. There's guy. an ultrasound of him in the womb, just fucking <laughs> <laughs> checking out his back. <laughs> big big old arrow into the pubes. <laughs> oh, which like okay, so uh, I, th- I think we should have a have a move on to like okay we've 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 gone through some pretty shitty gifts, but what about the actual events that surround Christmas? Because there were some bad events that got that got thrown out there. Oh yeah, completely. I've I've got an absolute banger. So you uh, punch out a couple, and uh, I'll throw one in there. So we have one again. I told you that all anonymous people would get. Names of Tinder weird pseudonyms names of, of <laughs> Tinder women I've seen, I've seen on Tinder. This one is from Infinite. <laughs> Need what? I remind you, I go to Byron for work. <laughs> what was the first one? In, in Enchanted. Hand? Enchanted. I'm like, Enchanted, Infinite. It's why are you just connecting with self help gurus? Oh, it, like I told you, I go to Byron for work. <laughs> I also remember one year when I was eight, my grandma, who would have been about 70 at the time, got so drunk that she vomited on herself at the Christmas table. (laughs) I have this imagery of her being half asleep, sitting up, then spewing down her chin onto her shirt. Mum just told us she ate too much, and it wasn't until I was an adult that it all clicked. Probably later into adulthood than I care to admit. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine seeing someone full-blown vomit at Christmas. Oh, man. That's... That's when you know that you like everyone in the family takes a long hard look at themselves oh, yeah. when when somebody spews at Christmas. It's it's like despite the fact that the entire construct is unabatedly geared towards people being fuck eyed. It's one hundred percent alcohol abuse. <laughs> totally, and people are like, well, you are a mess. Yeah, <laughs> if you vomit, I will be your mirror, <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. You are a disappointment, <laughs> physically and emotionally. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. 
glad the razor came with a side helping of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got another? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I <laughs> I have one where the names have been changed to protect the guilty slash, I guess, some people are innocent in this story, but mostly I have to change them, otherwise his wife will dead set kill him because okay. this is a this is a well-known uh, family secret. I'll start from the top. At Lily's extended Christmas party, we arrived one year extremely hungover. Pre-lunch, we were treated to a performance of a woman making a cup of tea on her own head while a random bloke we'd never met played the guitar. So we knew this day was going to be pretty fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> on the head? On on the head. What? There is an accompanying image. <laughs> just, just to ram home how fucking strange. <laughs> oh my God, is. there's an image. Yep. It's, that is unreal. I will describe this to you because our uh, media format of choice is audio. Uh, this is... It's, it's what it says on the fucking can. <laughs> yeah, as it's a woman with a teacup and saucer on her head. Yep, while a uh, bloke in boardies and uh, runners sits on top of a double amp stack <laughs> playing what I assume is... Over- Wonder Wall. <laughs> overdriven <laughs> Oasis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we knew that this was uh, this day was going to be pretty fucking weird. At this point, my hangover was the equivalent of someone with a jackhammer on the middle of Harris Street. <laughs> so <laughs> things were not fine. Enter Lily's uncle and his new squeeze, Zuzanna. <laughs> we were quite surprised that he'd managed to pull such a well-toned young Russian given his unemployment status and history of alcoholism. <laughs> We're also surprised he'd rocked up in a full suit and tie at a Hawaiian-themed party when it was 38 degrees. <laughs> Again, international listeners, that is very hot. <laughs> that is not, like 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Not, not fucking... Re- that's a cold Christmas, though. <laughs> 38 <laughs> degrees in Australia. Uh, Susanna was very nice, personal and talkative. She also was a really keen business person, giving out her cards to all the men at the party... We sat down to a delicious lunch in the backyard. Normality somewhat resumed. Susanna was doing the rounds, making sure that anybody that hadn't got a business card definitely got them. Men only. She ignored every woman at the party. Wow. (laughs) After lunch, said Uncle Jason had an announcement. In front of (laughs) Lily's entire extended family, a knee was dropped. He declared his love for Susanna and asked her to marry him in front of his children and ex-wife. Oh, my God. (laughs) She promptly shook her head, stormed off, and he sheepishly ran after her. There was stunned silence as my hangover screamed. After spending 10 minutes inside, I think doing coke in the bathroom, possibly heroin, who can know? (laughs) She came out and announced they were engaged. What? Family speeches then started. I was bewildered. (laughs) People didn't seem to be acknowledging the fact that this was the fucking Twilight Zone. (laughs) 
generally the, the hosts were thanked and everyone was saying how good it is to see each other. Zuzanna then took the opportunity to speak. <laughs> she decided to go on a long rant interrupting the host speech and said how uh, spoke about how life had rolled some very, very poor dice for her. <laughs> she, she said repeatedly, fuck you, God, and raised her middle finger to the sky <laughs> many times <laughs> while sucking down <laughs> multiple cigarettes. <laughs> I feel like I was gonna bo- <laughs> I feel like I was gonna be both born and die during her speech. <laughs> It went for that long. <laughs> it's at this point that I should tell you that all of Jason's children are devoutly religious. <laughs> watching watching uh, their dad's new squeeze m- lift her middle fingers to the sky and yell, fuck you, God, a dozen times in quick succession seemed to have broken their circuits. <laughs> One of them had an eye twitch akin to a robot that needed to be rebooted. <laughs> After getting trolleyed, giving out more business cards, some of us had three by this point, (laughs) and inviting about five random women to be bridesmaids, Zuzanna and Jason left the party, never to be seen again. A few of the younger generation, (laughs) including yours truly, went back to our place and after many wines and discussing who the actual fuck that woman was, (laughs) we decided it was time to call the number on the card. She'd, adver- she'd advertised herself as a swimming instructor. However, upon calling the number and uh, hearing her voicemail, it was confirmed that her skills were of a much more intimate nature. Oh, no. <laughs> as a start, while still hungover, my question was, who identifies themselves as a prostitute on their voicemail? <laughs> but that's a question for another time. <laughs> Needless to say, they did not get married and he entered into a protracted lawsuit to get the family heirloom engagement ring back from a oh, prostitute. idiot. Oh. Fucking outrageous. <laughs> so loose. <sighs> so you're ra- do you reckon your razor was the worst thing you've received? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> any... Any gift is is nice to receive. Let, let's let's be let's be straight up and down. I've I've fortunately uh, never been in a situation where someone's gone. Here is something super shit. Um, but I've also been in some of the worst Secret Santas slash uh, Chris Kringles going like things where you end up taking something away going. Um, I don't know how this transpired, but I have a Hello Kitty pencil case (laughs) and I don't know how or what I'm going to do with it and I definitely don't want it. But definitely the razor is the one that I think uh, sticks with me because it was the first one that I I just went, this is... The one... This is not good. The one that stands out for me is... My uncle is a piece of human excrement <laughs> and Card carrying. I hate him <laughs> <laughs> so much. And he gave us, well, well, yeah, he, so he gave my brother and I the same present, which again, just shit bloke award. <laughs> <laughs> Gives us it, the, unless it's an incredible gift. 
If it's an amazing gift, well, then you're I like, tell you, we wow. both didn't get PlayStations, so <laughs> he is an absolute fuckwit. Anyway, he, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, was the equivalent of the 1920s guy with a barrel around him and the suspenders coming <laughs> off it. <laughs> Pretending like he was the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street when yeah. in reality he owned a couple of properties yeah, he and w- lived with his mother for Monopoly f- man. 40 years. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he's a piece of garbage. And the thing that really stuck with me growing up was that he gave my brother and I a 10. Count it. $10 voucher <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yuck. Let's, let's just agree that anything under 20 bucks as a gift is not a gift. <laughs> is, not, is, is not a gift. And, uh, and that's, that's not, to, not to shit on, uh, on people that don't, have, uh, that don't have a lot of money, but it's more just to say uh, it's the thought that counts. Don't give a gift card. Like, but buy something. Like, get get a thing. Don't don't give a gift card for ten dollars. Th- yeah, there is. That's a, a one and a zero written on a card. That's fucked. And I would be even embarrassed using the gift card yeah, for ten tough. bucks. People are like, oh, and you'd be like, oh, wait, sorry, I've I've got a gift card. And they're like, oh, okay, use it now. And then you use it, and they're like, oh, ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like it would like the whole interaction would be awful. Yeah. Also. I didn't tell you what the ten dollar voucher was for. Oh God, Lowe's menswear. <laughs> I was fifteen, my brother eleven. <laughs> what could we possibly get at Lowe's? However, my God, did you look shit at your year ten formal? <laughs> because <laughs> turns out, ten bucks at Lowe's, <laughs> it does get you one shit tie. I got to tell you, I would prefer. Actually, just ten bucks, <laughs> which is more useful than a ten dollar gift card to Lowe's. Yeah, I think when you're at that level, give the note. Seriously, like, and I mean, I can't believe. I mean, I look back now, and I'm like, even the lowest of the low Chris Kringle entry points, I'm pretty sure is twenty bucks. <laughs> How do you go lower than that? Oh, totally. Yep. A hundred percent. That is a smorgasbord, by the way, of horror gifts that we've just run. Oh, they were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good by the listeners. And thanks to everyone who wrote in because we really appreciate that. And that and that also is feeding into sort of what we're doing People as we show. go forward, right? People's show. Completely. And, uh, and that'll be one of the big focuses next season is uh, looking at people's shows and the way that we can uh, not only involve listeners in a content perspective, but physically and literally involve you in the show uh, while we record it. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Which I guess, I mean, that sort of brings us to, I guess, what, what lies on the horizon for us, right? New year, new shit show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we're uh, we're going to take this opportunity to have a uh, well earned break. We did yep. string six full episodes uh, weekly together at the back end of this season, and we are absolutely cooked. We are <laughs> just <laughs> we ready. are done like the ham that I brought. <laughs> just ready for break. 
But 2020 will be huge. We're back with another full season of Shit Show. Yes. We have the 2020 Tokyo Olympics that we're doing with Medallica. Yep. Um, definitely jump onto socials and uh, give us a follow. Rig is going to give you those details right now because I still don't know them after four years. Yep, totally. So we are at, uh, well, we're at Gus and Rig on Instagram. So G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. We are also on Facebook, Shit Show, or one word. Send us a cheeky message. Um, or if you've got something media, send us an email to shitshow.au at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, I think that is all she wrote for season two, mate. I mean, I would think so. What's your, uh, what's your resolution for next year, mate? Um, well, I need to get my business cards made up because I'm a swimming instructor and I need to... <laughs> Get all of the guys <laughs> across my new occupation. <laughs> and I've got to stock up on $10 Lowe's <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> See you, guys. See ya.